This is Financially Tuned with Rob Burnett from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Rob Burnett to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Welcome to today's episode of Financially Tuned. I'm Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center, and with me in the studio today is Lori Gross, our lead financial advisor and planner in the Troy office. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Rob. It's good to be back. Yeah, we're glad to have you back. Trust me, Tony and I missed you, especially <laughs> Tony missed you. Anyway, and but and speaking of Tony, he's the guy that, as always, keeps us on track, keeps us focused, uh, won't let me touch anything on the panel. Just really amazing. <laughs> but this is the guy that can untangle wireless. Our friend and co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. Good morning, Tony. Untangle wireless. I love it. And Lori, yeah, it's, it's great to have you back, uh, obviously. Uh, I wept openly uh, when you were gone. So, yes, I missed you. Uh, we both missed you. The show missed you most of all, and I'm sure our listeners, but, uh, yeah, there was a lot of weeping and gnashing of teeth because you were out, Lori, but, uh, I heard it wasn't, you didn't have a good excuse. You just didn't want to talk about taxes because you knew Rob would just, uh, take the mic and you wouldn't get a word in edgewise, right? You know, when he gets on those topics, it's really hard to even have anything to say because he just he runs with it. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's just like, well, you can have it. Go for it. I've never met a man more passionate about taxes. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's good for your clients. I'll tell you that, because minimizing that tax burden does a lot to, to free up the, the money for savings and retirement. But, Rob, what are we talking about today? Tony, what we're going to talk about today is... Uh, how to invest or investing, if you will, during a bull market, uh, titled Running with the Bulls, Investing When the Market is Up, and hopefully not stepping in the male bovine <laughs> excrement <laughs> while you're trying to do it. So we're going to have some fun with this topic, but it is a serious topic, and uh, it's really on a lot of folks' minds nowadays. Now, uh, a bull market, uh, according to Vestopedia, is when the market is up and doing well, as opposed to the bear market, which is just the opposite. That's pretty simple, but uh, you don't need to go to Spain to run with the bulls. Just look at the stock market lately. And there's a lot that goes into when the market's up, whether it's down. And I think it's safe to say that you know, nobody really knows what it's going to do. We can't predict it. Even Warren Buffett can't predict it. Uh, and if Warren can't do it, you know, I, we just got to come up with another plan to kind of endure, if you will, what goes on in these markets. So the market has a lot of variables. Uh, it could be you know, foreign policy, natural resources, natural disasters, earnings, interest rates. I mean, you name it. I love to say about the analysts on Wall Street, they're always worried about something. I think that's a lousy way to live, to always be worried about something. Yeah. And the first word an analyst is anal. So once yep. you understand that, and <laughs> you know, no matter what happens, there, there's always a Debbie Downer out there. And, and if you look at it, uh, if you're going to talk about investing, you've got to mention the, the the Debbie Downer phrase. It's always important to keep in mind that past performance doesn't guarantee future results, and that investing involves the risk and potential of losing everything. Yeah, 
Yep, good point. And wow, it is important. This is a good topic. And I think it's relevant because obviously, as you've mentioned, the stock market continues to be successful and uh, it's been performing very well. But, you know, a lot of us could probably stand to benefit from tweaking our investments when the market's doing well. Uh, and you're just the guy to talk to about that. Of course, everybody's situation is different. But uh, isn't this a great problem for us to have? Well, you know, it really, it really is. And and many Americans, uh, for their they have a 401k or an IRA as the centerpiece for their retirement income plan. And since many retirement plans are driven by the stock market to some extent, some retirees may need to review or tweak, as you said, segments of their portfolio given the current stock market. <clears throat> And according to CNBC, you know, we're currently in the midst of our second largest ever bull market since the stock market opened in 1817, and, and that being 8.8 years. However, according to Bloomberg, the bull market is only 4.5 years long. Mm. So, so why the disparity? Um, it depends on how you calculate bull and bear markets. Uh, let's let's dig into this uh, the way a bull and bear markets are presented to the general investor community uh, to begin the, to understand uh, what we are being told and not told. Yeah, Tony. You know, for most calculations, the label bull or bear indicates a twenty percent move from a previous high or low. Now, if you use market closing prices. CNBC, this the stat that Lori just gave for 8.8 years, is correct, but just barely. If you use intraday prices, which is how other people calculate it, we had a bear market in 2011. From May to October, the market was down a little over 20%. If you use closing prices, it was a little under 20%, hence the disparity. And you need to be aware of what are we really reading and what does it really mean? So if you look at that 2011, May to October, where we were really down around 20%, if you look at the overall performance for the year, overall, the S&P 500 was up 2% for the year. So even though it had a big down, it had a big uh, re rebound as well. We had the same thing in mid-2015 uh, mid to early 2016. The S&P was only down 15%, but the Russell 2000, that's the small companies. They were down 27%. China was down 49%, and the international markets were freaking out. It had China lost it. Crude oil was down 76%. We had oil going from 100 bucks a barrel down into the high 20s. People were freaked out. So relying on one index to get a feel for how the market is doing, it's easy, but it's not always going to give you the insight that you want. So let's understand one observable fact. The health of the economy and the health of the markets are not always aligned. If the market and the economy were the same, how do you explain a roaring stock market and a relatively flat economy from 2009 to 2016? This is where the economists and market analysts start talking about leading and lagging indicators. One's gonna be in front or lag the other. And the markets are typically leading indicators for the economy. Wow. Wow. So it's good. That's good news. The global economy is obviously doing better and our, our current economy. So with the market performing well, uh, Lori, is it risky to not be invested in stocks right now then? Well, many investors will be tempted to cash out on this uh, this run that we've been having in order to bag some solid profits before the bull market ends. And in, in almost any bull market, you'll see a stretch of gains followed by a modest pullback, which is then followed by more gains. 
But in this market, there don't seem to be those pauses. The market seems to accelerate, then kind of let up on the gas, then accelerate again without hitting the brake. Uh, one question is whether stock markets values have gotten too high and are poised to revert to the mean when the pendulum will soon swing back the other way. Well, you know, I've actually heard the term melt-up, which I think applies to this. Rob, can you describe to us what a melt-up is exactly? Uh, melt-up is a very interesting phrase. It's a dramatic uptick in investment performance driven by a mad dash of investors who don't want to miss out on the rise rather than by fundamental improvements in the economy. If you've ever seen the movie Trading Places, at the end, everybody looks around and says, wait a minute, it looks like those two guys know something. Let's get in on the action. And you see this rapid spike. Yep. Uh, Alan Greenspan, Federal Reserve Chairman, had a phrase for this phenomenon. He called it irrational exuberance. <laughs> I love that phrase. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I love that phrase. And, and so these gains, are, they're, they're basically largely considered an unreliable indication of the direction of the market in general. And if you get a rapid melt up, guess what happens? You get a rapid meltdown. It just it just happens that way. You're starting to hear that term a little more uh, in the, the market, in the chatter. And one interesting factor with this is interest rates are still at historic lows. Yes, we're starting to see the Fed start to raise the rates again. And that can actually be a good thing for U.S. stocks when you're starting competing with investor dollars with bonds. And so, in my opinion, it all comes down to earnings and interest rates. We can talk about jobs and consumer confidence and other stuff, but when it all gets to be too much, it's important just to simplify and stick to your long-term plan. Planning for a near-term melt-up can be that irrationally short-term expectation. It's just like it's silly to plan for a crash. It's equally silly to position your portfolio for a boom. This creates an all-in, all-out strategy, which can create a conflict between the risk you're really comfortable to taking and that actual portfolio that you're invested in. So I feel it's important to establish what your financial needs are, find a realistic profile, and construct the appropriate portfolio and stick with the plan through the melt-ups and meltdowns. As we like to tell our clients, we can't guarantee your portfolio is never gonna lose money, but it, we want it to be durable through the things that the market's gonna throw at us. Now, and you add our current presence, largely unpopular, a lot of the polls are saying his popularity down to, in the, the high 30% range, while consumer confidence is at a 17-year high. How do, you, how do you put those two things together? <laughs> yeah, mean, it's it, weird because we're seeing a lot of economic growth right now. That's right. And so if it's just like looking at how bull and bear markets are defined. It depends on how the poll questions are asked, how they're sampled, and then tabulated. The phrase caveat emptor comes to mind. Make sure you understand what you're looking at. And equally important is the economies around the globe look very healthy. All 45 of the world's largest economies grew last year. You don't see that very often. Right. Well, and I think that this is a great, great point. So you both made a lot of great points. This is a really good topic. It's really timely. But we do, speaking of time, we have to take a quick break right now. Is there anything you want to add before we do? I do, Tony. Uh, too many of our clients... Uh, Wall Street and the stock market can feel like going to Las Vegas East. They really don't know what they're going to get. They don't know where to place their bets, and they don't know when to walk away from the table. So for our listeners today, we're offering a complimentary portfolio analysis review that also includes an assessment of your personal risk tolerance. We can give you a clear idea of where you are and answer your portfolio questions. 
So give us a call at 937-552-9990 to arrange a one-hour, no-cost, no-obligation consultation to review our analysis of your portfolio and answer any other pressing questions you may have. You can visit our website at outlookfc.com and our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center for more information and educational resources. Working with a financial plan and being counseled by a financial planner like the ones at Outlook Financial Center will give you the peace of mind to meet and overcome life's financial obstacles. All right, and listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Rob Burnett and Lori Gross here on Outlook Financial Center's Financially Tuned. The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call Outlook Financial Center. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 937-552-9990 or visit us at outlookfc.com. Welcome back to Financially Tuned with me, Lori Gross from the Outlook Financial Center. And I am joined in the studio today by our CEO, Rob Burnett, and our co-host, Tony Shore. The title of today's show is Running with the Bulls, Investing When the Market is Up. We've been discussing how to invest when the market is doing well, like it currently is. And so far, we've talked about a couple of topics, um, those being tweaking your investments for a bull market, whether or not it's risky to abstain from the market during a bull market. And we also covered what exactly a melt-up is. Yeah, it's been a good one. Thanks for the recap. Now, Lori, uh, what's the next topic you have for us uh, on this issue that you want to discuss? Well, Tony, I'd like to talk a little bit more about some factors that we, we look for that might derail a bull market. Uh, believe it or not, the market can't continue to sizzle with growth forever. I know, dramatic pause there, right? Um, <laughs> however, the Federal Reserve has a lot to do with the rates and the landscape of buying and selling commodities. You know, interest rates are supposed to rise two to three instances in 2018 is what they're expected by around a quarter of a percent of a percentage point. If inflation starts to go up, the Fed may hike rates by more and and in a more timely fashion, and this could be very uh, could be could very well suffocate the bull market. And Tony, technical and economic factors can change the direction of the markets very quickly for really a number of reasons. A couple of our high higher interest rates. Now, there is a historic range in the markets, and where interest rates and those two things combine, where the market works really, really efficiently, it's in the range of two to five percent for the federal uh, funds rate. Now, the interest rates have to be high enough for the banks to be banks and actually feel it's more profitable to lend to mid-sized and small businesses, the real engine of the economy, than to just sit on the cash like they've been doing. But if interest rates get too high, then the cost of borrowing is too expensive. The companies will stop going out looking for loans and stop the whole expansion process. Now, let's look at what happens if China suffers another major economic blow. I mean, they've already gone through a 49% downturn in 2015. That freaked everybody out. What about Bitcoin? They've been in the news lately and some of these new cryptocurrencies. They're getting hacked. Gee, I didn't think that was supposed to happen. So you're going to see some other market instability because they were just starting to to get some credibility in the market, starting to be traded into the market. Now they're running into some issues like this. So if the market starts to worsen, sometimes it can be a good idea to evaluate some of your more volatile and troublesome holdings and maybe take some tax advantages of it and some other things we like to point out to our clients. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and those are some great tips. Now, uh, what else do we need to know about this? Well, Tony, I'd like to take a few minutes to go over about five topics, five tips for dealing with a bull market. Uh, we're going to run through them from five up to number one. So we'll start with the bottom of the list here. Uh, five being stay diversified. Different sectors of the market get hot at different times. And this is the whole point of becoming and staying diversified in your portfolio. Number four is don't become greedy. This is very important for investors who may be in or creeping up to retirement. Uh, whether you think you've fallen in love with a stock, take a deep breath, take a step back, stay grounded and, and above all, stay humble. Uh, number three, don't fall in love. The time may come when you've when you've got to unload a stock that has made you money in the past. Perhaps the company has come full circle in their life cycle or their main product has gone out of style. It's been replaced, uh, so on and so forth. Don't fall in love with your most comfortable pair of shoes. You know, chances are that if you wear them long enough, they're going to get holes in them eventually. Same thing with a stock. Number two, keep your eyes on geopolitical happenings. Large-scale geopolitical factors can have an impact on resources and on markets. Keep an eye on China and their steel dumping ways. Uh, they're, they're producing half of the world's steel and may potentially be selling it at a loss to artificially keep prices low and competitors at a distance. Charismatic strongman politics are on the rise across the world. Keep an eye on things in, in places like the aforementioned China, as well as Japan, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, and the Philippines. Um, number one, take a profit. Investors in red-hot market landscapes may tend to forget you can't actually recognize a gain in your portfolio unless you take some of your winnings off the table. Some stocks in the bull market may have outsized gains, and you should consider figuring out which stocks those are. Well, that's a great list. I was worried there with number three. You said don't fall in love. <laughs> and I thought, yeah. well, that's terrible advice to give people. But then you meant with with a particular stock. Yes, don't fall don't in love, fall with, in love a with a particular okay. stock. Okay. Yeah. You may come back to it, but it's time may be passed for now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know, you know, let's uh, talk about the uh, elephant in the room right now, the, the tax reform. There's a lot of chatter out there. And and uh, Rob, you've been talking to us about this tax reform for the last uh, three weeks and, uh, you know, a couple weeks, two, three weeks. Maybe you could give us uh, a little bit of insight on how tax reform actually plays a role in the markets. I know this is a hot topic right now. Well, it is. And, and really, this bull market goes beyond just simply the new tax laws that are being put into place. And we're not that far into 2018, and it's one of the better starts I've seen. Uh, since I started my career, but the question goes back to how long are the good times going to roll? One of the things we do, and we get a lot of individual investors that say, well, it's really been doing well for me. I'm going to stay the course and I'm just going to hang on. Well, that let it ride mentality is something you'll never hear from a Wall Street professional investor. They define the exit before they get in. They determine, okay, once it hits a certain metric, I'm going to make a decision. Do I stay in this stock or not? And I've got my metrics. I've already predetermined how I'm going to evaluate. It's not an emotional thing. And if I decide I'm going to take profit off the table, I've already decided where that money's going. I don't have to worry about it. If I've decided it gets you, it's kind of like the uh, your favorite, you got holes in your shoes. This stock has ridden and done well for me. I already know where I'm going to go on my next step. That's what the professionals bring to the table that the uh, average individual investor doesn't have. So 2017 was really a pretty good year for making money in the market. 
And it really got that shot of adrenaline when the tax reform actually said, you know, this is going to pass. The, the market baked it in. It actually happened. Corporate taxes, 35 down to 21. We're now competitive in the world markets. A lot of regulatory rollback. That freed up a lot of access to capital for folks and, and put plans into place. They were put on hold because the cost of implementing the regulations was just onerous. And so healthy economy is all over the world, not just here, is also very helpful. You know, durable goods, we can talk about machinery, equipment, raw materials, are all on the rise. And that's a sign of a robust and healthy economy. Businesses use these materials in their operations and their production. And we're seeing as a result of that, unemployment going lower. Somebody's got to build all this new stuff. Wages and benefits are rising. We need people who can actually do the production work now. And companies are bringing back plants, jobs, and cash that have been parked overseas. Apple brought back $252 billion in cash and wrote a $38 billion check to the federal treasury. How cool is that? Wow. Well, and uh, this is reassuring news. Now, unfortunately, uh, our time is up for this segment. We have to take another quick break before we continue. Is there anything you want to add before we take this break? Well, Tony, I hope the listeners are starting to gain a little insight into some of the things that are driving this bull market. Stay diversified. Keep an eye on what's going on in the world. And for our listeners today, we're offering that complimentary portfolio analysis review that also includes an assessment of your personal risk tolerance. We'll give you a clear idea where you are, where you might want to go. Give us a call at 937-552-9990 to arrange a one-hour, no-cost, no-obligation consultation. We'll go over our analysis of your portfolio, answer your questions. If you want more information, go to our website, outlookfc.com, or our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center. Working with a financial plan and being counseled by the fiduciary planners here at Outlook Financial Center, we're going to give you that peace of mind that you're going to be able to meet and overcome whatever life throws at you. Yeah, and that's that's great news as well. Uh, thanks for that great offer, Rob. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Rob Burnett and Lori Gross here on Financially Tuned. Are you confident in your financial plans? At Outlook Financial Center, we would like to help you craft a strategy with the right plan, process, and professional to help you through the construction of your financial pyramid, starting with a solid foundation. We will help you with the resources, tools, and understanding you need to be successful. To learn more and to receive your personal financial pyramid guide, visit outlookfc.com or call us at 937-552-9990. And welcome back to our last segment for this episode of Financially Tuned with our amazing hosts, Rob Burnett and Lori Gross of Outlook Financial Center and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Now, today's show, Running with the Bulls and talking about the bull market, uh, we've been discussing how the market's been up and taking an in-depth look at all the factors driving it uh, and some of the things that could stall it. And Lori, you went over something I loved, the five tips for dealing with a bull market. You said number five was stay diversified. Number four, don't become greedy, even though Gordon Gecko said greed is good, but that was in a movie. <laughs> um, number three, don't fall in love. Uh, I think that's bad advice. Um, but wait, you know, the good advice is uh, don't fall in love with your stocks or a particular company. Number two, keep your eyes on geopolitical happenings. And number one, of course, the bottom line, take a profit. Uh, eventually, you, you've got to take the profit out. Um, this is helpful. Uh, I love this discussion. 
But let's say I missed out on the raging bull of 2017. Uh, is it okay for people to start investing now, even though the prices are higher? Well, you know, 2017 was quite the year in the markets, a very good one, in fact. And if you simply had invested in the S&P 500, you may have seen about 20% return in 2017. The current bull market may very well keep ticking on all cylinders through 2018. And it's obvious, though, that the markets will correct. It's just a matter of when. Just a reminder to everyone, though, some forecasts predicted the S&P 500 to produce small to modest gains in 2017, and it ended up with 7.2% gain in only the first four months of 2017. That's, and that said, no one can truly predict market performance, so we don't know what's going to happen in 2018. Yeah, and that that's a good point, obviously. Now, uh, have you got any more great advice for our listeners on this uh, sort of aging bull market now, Rob? Well, Tony, you're right. This bull is getting old, and we're not talking about me, Lori. Stop smiling. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't mean it's really close to getting over. A continued uptick may be on the horizon. After all, we've got an unemployment down to 4.1%. Wages are increasing. Uh, if the American dollar continues to weaken against some foreign currencies, then the emerging market stocks, the smaller companies internationally, could become uh, more attractive, especially the highly industrial ones. So that's where we keep an eye on Asia, specifically China, South Korea, and Indonesia, as well as Brazil and Argentina. Growth is picking up in the U.S., Europe, and Asia, and for the first time, we're seeing all three global re regions rising at the same time. Once again, that's not common. Right. Uh, I, I can see that. Um, you know, this has been a great show, guys, but unfortunately, we're out of time. It just flew by, didn't it? It, it sure did. It really did. Yeah. Well, times, times flies when you're having fun, right, Tony? Yeah, it does. It does. Um, do you have any additional information you want to share with us before we have to go today? Well, I just want to reinforce a couple of things, Tony. I'm, I'm hoping our listeners got something out of the show today, and, and maybe they feel like they have a better understanding about the current state of the market. And with the help of the professionals here at Outlook Financial Center, we can take a look at your unique situation and help create an investment strategy for you or take a look at your current plan and just offer a second opinion. That's why for our listeners today, we're offering that complimentary portfolio analysis review that includes an assessment of your personal risk tolerance. We can give you a clear idea of where you are and answers to those portfolio questions you have. So give us a call at 937-552-9990. Arrange a one-hour, no-cost, no complimentary obligation consultation. We'll go over your portfolio report and tell you what we think and see if we can't be of assistance to you going down the road. At the end of the day, we want our all of our clients, particularly those in or near retirement, to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Nice. Great show. A great message today. A lot of helpful advice. But that concludes our time for today's episode of Financially Tuned with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross of Outlook Financial Center. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfinancialcenter.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. 
Rob Burnett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.